0: Speculars. Martí Manén. Part 2. Two places, each of them transitory, in between. A subway station and a cemetery. Martí Manén, curator and director of Index Foundation, takes us on a walk, connecting Kungsträdgården Subway Station and Skogskyrkogården in Stockholm. The first one is a total work of art created in 1978 by the artist Ulrik Samuelsson. Mascarons, marble busts and terrazzo in Tarsia crowding the subway platforms. The second one is a sprawling woodland cemetery designed by the architect Gunnar Blund inaugurated in 1920 and now a UNESCO World Heritage. Two spaces with practical and metaphorical ideas regarding transit and travel, both with specific designs regarding mood, history, behavior and performativity. This walk is a double pause in two spaces, observing details to discern narratives.
1: Uh, We are now outside the the subway station, uh, before going to the street, still still we are under uh, the level of the sea. Uh, uh, But we have this extremely big metal door, and it goes nowhere. So it's just this this idea of a representation of something. It's like you can see a door going somewhere, but the door is going nowhere. And uh, probably it's one of these uh, beautiful images that we can find here in this uh, subway station this representation, this idea of uh, uh, the construction of a narrative that is presenting you another uh, temporality, because it's a, it's almost a door of a castle, right? It's something that uh, you can imagine you know, on, a, on a big uh, building that has these lions on the door, and it's this uh, extremely powerful door waiting to be open. And it's never open because there's nothing to, to see on the other side. Here, yeah, we have this. This uh, the the whole station is full of details, but here we are. Yeah, the floor is red, but next to us there's a a, a, like a structure of squares. It's uh, white and, uh, and black, and you have this deconstruction of a of a pattern somehow and it's, uh, for me it's very interesting just this small space of the station where you can see ok, we have a structure, we have uh, this chess system, but then suddenly uh, something that is more natural, it's not natural at all, everything together at the same level. So we have this absolute control of a place based on the small details. So you can spend hours and hours inside a subway station just observing and looking and trying to find uh, the narrative that is here. At the same time, yeah, it's a, it's a subway station, so you are not supposed to be here for long. It's like you have to walk quite fast, but it's, uh, it's a trap. So the station is like asking you to stay while your body and the society say saying to you, no, go, you have to go somewhere else, but, uh, you shouldn't be here for long. So probably there's plenty of of, uh, narratives here because you can one day observe one thing, the next day another one, and and again I think it's one of the beauties of this station, this multiplicity of of layers that are defining uh, these uh, possibilities for visitors. This is not an exhibition, but uh, all the users of the subway system suddenly are somehow inside the museum. Uh, not knowing it yeah and this is one of the most amazing spots in this uh, subway station inside this cave because the the, the subway station is a, it's a cave uh, suddenly the artist uh, has created an archaeological situation so we are on a in, in a bridge and if we look down we can see like uh, almost the a greek temple it's concrete and we can see that it's fake but the whole impression is that this is archaeological material and it makes no sense because of course there was no no greek temple here and we also can see this this uh, this light with a neon blue light inside that is a um, a metal uh, uh, light uh, next to these stones and there are some some uh, vegetables as well, and water, so we, we can, uh, there's a fountain inside the, the, the subway station. And that's something interesting with this uh, specific site that we are uh, yeah, visiting right now, uh, connected to nature. This is extremely artificial, the whole thing. But in this spot there's one uh, spider, a, sp- a specific type of a spider that lives only here. So from the whole world, there's just this, this spider that lives in this, in this environment. And it makes no sense. Again, how is it possible that, that in this, uh, this uh, made space, this human uh, construction, uh, uh, a, a, spice, a, a spider decides to, to be here forever? And of course it has been here many years, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the, the reproductive area is this one, and that's all. So it's going to stay here. So this 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 animal has decided to occupy this this this, this space, and it's going to survive because it's a spider. So when humanity is not here, the spider is going to take probably more space. Look up here, and uh, we can see some uh, n- nuclear signs and uh, and story. So. The the, these paintings are also made by uh, Ulrich Samuelson, and uh, and he was uh, observing uh, the time when uh, he was building this uh, immense work of art, and just uh, documenting reality. So we have all these nuclear signs, we have some birds, we have uh, some animals, some sofas, some fruits, uh, and and his name and a name of a collaborator. So, and this is something interesting in terms of of uh, museum construction. From this painting, we can see the name of the artist and another person. So it's uh, Ulrich Samuelson and Arne Fredriksson. And they were painting this, this part of the station in uh, 1985, 86. So two years painting this thing. And this is more or less like the end of the period of construction. Ulrich Samuelson was uh, building this station as an artist for 10 years. So he was going downstairs for 10 years to do every single detail of of this uh, subway station. And this is something that it's uh, not possible anymore. Public art is much different, so it was built at the end of the 70s till the end of the 80s, and there was a level of freedom that I think it's impossible to find right now. Imagine like a a big construction, a subway station, and the, the system saying to an artist, feel free, do whatever you want here. And he redid it. And do whatever you want means that he was the one defining and doing the benches, uh, the, the paths, the ways, the, the, the lighting, so everything. So this, this, this total construction uh, for 10 years in the uh, hands of an artist. It uh, told it somehow on about this, this incredible level of freedom, or artistic freedom. And it's not easy, so the idea and what we see here is really advanced. It's extremely postmodern, how to mix uh, nuclear science with Greek tradition, with medieval uh, sculptures, with crosses, with uh, several types of columns, uh, and neon lights, and colors, because uh, as, as, uh, as we say, this is a cave. The, the, the we can see stones on the wall, uh, and we can see yeah, a green uh, ceiling. It's like we are uh, yeah, on earth, and the walls uh, with moss. And we can see suddenly this sculpture, a, a guy, a, a mythological figure, um, painted in red, in colors. So it's again going to this uh, Greek mythology. But wait, because if you look at the floor, we, you, we have this sculpture in a pedestal, but also next to it, there's, a, there's a, yeah, a, a, another sculpture that talks about the the oil crisis somehow. So we can see oil on the floor uh, covering somehow the the pedestal for for this sculpture. The sound here is also interesting. We can see this, we can hear this click, 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 and uh, it's something that defines a lot in this, in this, I wasn't going to say exhibition, (laughs) in this station, because uh, this is what uh, it's uh, defining temporality it's music, right, and, and it's something that it's, it's here, it's a repetition, it's a constant, it's something that goes and goes and goes, and at some point it changes from one side to the other of the station, and it's really beautiful, because it's extremely simple, but it told somehow, or it, it, we could talk about this, this um, opera thing, this big construction that we can see here, full of, of details, full of many, many, many things. And, and look here, you can walk. Here, sculpture. It makes no sense. It's a tree, a part of a tree, uh, uh, in concrete. So it's uh, it's stone, but with uh, this, this surface that talks about nature. But next to it, we can see uh, rubbish, sculpture, and painted rubbish on the floor. So it's not the users just throwing rubbish on the floor, it's it's the the, the artist saying this is our society, this is what is is going to rest after us. We are living this thing for the future. And it's here, at the same spot where we can see nuclear power, where we can see oil, where we can see concrete, where we can see neon lights. So it's this um, immense construction of time that is here, and it's uh, talking to us. I think that the interesting thing from Ulrich Samuelson is that he really knows how to place us in this context and how we move inside this station and how he's creating this environment that, uh, that can bring us a lot of things. Look at the details, like here, the floor. It's uh, extremely well done. And it's uh, brutal. We can see stones on the, like real stone on the wall, we can see a hole on the floor and next to this hall we can see this pattern, and now the pattern is, is uh, uh, red, white and green, and it's connected to a palace, because upstairs there was a palace that is not here anymore, but it was also a, a source of inspiration for, for Ulrich Samuelson to go back to this idea of the palace, a palace that has some mm, luxury as concept of how it's a palace, right? But here it's not about luxury, it's about uh, the formalities, it's about the, the usability. It's a, it's a subway station, and it's a subway station that goes to Kungstrich Garden, that is the, the, the garden of the, of the king. So, of course, there's this dialogue between the, the functionality, uh, the tool, and the representation of power. And, uh, like here, for example, we can see one of the benches that the, the artist designed it, so the floor is also occupying the benches, so we can see the pattern on the floor just jumping to the benches, and behind these people sitting we can see the stone again on the yeah, wall, and then this roof that is the cave. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed with this obsession, with this uh, station, really, because uh, it's, uh, it's really difficult to think that someone was able to do this this, uh, this immense work of art. So, so I decided to contact him, to contact Ulrich Samuelson, and he's an old man. Uh, uh, yeah, an old man, uh, and following the whole pattern. So, first I sent uh, uh, an email to him, no answer. I was waiting. Second email, no answer, and then I decided to call him. And it was really bad luck because I called him and. He answered like uh, kind of rude, and uh, said, "Well, I'm I'm here at the hospital now." Like, I'm uh, like, "Okay, sorry, I'm, I, I have sent an email to you. I'm really interested in your work, and I really would like to talk with you." Uh, hospital, hospital, and, uh, and then uh, he, he just threw his phone. So I'm talking, and I can see I can hear like oh, this <laughs> someone throwing the phone on the floor, and then someone running, and it's his wife. And say hi. Yes, I'm um, Ulrich's wife. Who are you? Yes, I'm. Um, after I was sending this email, because I really would like to talk with him to know more about this project, because I think that we should talk more about this in, this project. We should um, bring it back again. I really would like to see more information of it. And she was like, Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. I remember your email. I'm taking care of everything. But you know, right now. We are at the hospital, it's Corona time, everything is really difficult. And, and, uh, but really, why, why, why to talk about it? Like, because there are no examples in the world like this one. This is a, an incredible work of art, and there's a lot of discussions right now on public art, and we have this example that, that should be more visible. Okay, maybe we could talk, I, and I don't know when. She was super polite. I said, okay, I can send another email, and let's see, I sent a new email, no answer. And it's quite okay, so I know that uh, it's going to be difficult to talk with him, because uh, uh, he's talking probably with his work here at the subway station. So we have arrived here at the subway station now, of Cook's Cherko Gordon is the, the, the cemetery the, at the forest, in the woods. Uh, so we will leave the subway and we go to this other space. If we were in this in between space that was a subway station, now we go to a cemetery. Okay, there has some. There we have some poetical connection, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and of course there are some particularities in this in this subway station because, yeah, you there in the small shop you can buy your coffee, you can buy uh, some fruit uh, and, and a drink, a cola. But you can also buy flowers and candles because from the subway you can go directly to the cemetery. So it makes sense to sell these uh, products that are connected to the place where you are supposed, where you are going. And now we are uh, slowly entering the the cemetery. So Gunnar Asplund, the the architect, uh, was also, as uh, as Ulrich Samuelsson, uh, with the subway station at at, uh, at Gunstergården, defining the mood of the space. So it's a lot of uh, scenography, it's a lot of uh, choreography, in fact. It's about how we move, how we interact, how we react um, and how this space is defined, uh, specifically in this case with the cemetery, to, to offer you an emotional context. The whole situation is of course loaded, it's about death, it's, it's about uh, mourning, it's about uh, saying goodbye to someone. And there are many ways to do it, and there are many traditions around around death. If we think about the uh, the different uh, religions, what death means. Uh, And in this case, what we can see, uh, or we can feel from the architect, is this uh, connection with nature. So there's a a really smooth transition between life and death. And and death is something that is connected to life. And the cemetery, it's, it's, not a, it's not a dark place, it's a really beautiful place, it's sun, and today it's uh, really sunny here, uh, and there is no door. So now we are entering the cemetery, and what we can see is a passage. It's a, a, the street it opens itself to, to this new space, and we can see in the distance this small uh, yeah, hill, a really big cross, that's a surprise, but before this, this, this uh, hill we see this extremely well organized space, these two lines defining a perspective and on, on the left hand we see uh, a path with people walking, so it's really beautiful, it's green, uh, it's full of trees, uh, it smells, so it's, it's still civilized but, uh, but nature is taking more and more space, somehow. And, uh, and yeah, we're visiting a cemetery, so of course there's, there's people here, uh, really well dressed, because they are going to to something very sad for them. But it's fine that we are here, it's fine that, that we also enjoy this, this, this place. I remember this, this last winter, here in Stockholm there was this huge discussion, because, uh, because yeah, suddenly many people were just using the s- playing with the snow at the, at the cemetery. And uh, the kids were coming here because there's a really beautiful place, so, so there's, there was a lot of joy with, with kids just playing. And other people saying, come on, it's uh, disrespectful. And other people saying, it's a lot of respect because my grandmother is here, and I'm sure that she would love to see the grandchildren playing and being happy in the same spot. So now we are uh, walking this this uh, path, and uh, just leaving the this uh, beginning from mm. from behind us. And uh, and instead of having this big avenue, what uh, Gunnar Asplund uh, did was to define this this small path in one side. So it's uh, the, it's it's enormous, but you don't feel uh, the space eating you because you have a small wall next to you. All the time, and the the size of everything uh, being enormous, it's uh, it's based on this uh, human contact, and it's really difficult to, to get it, to be able to do this thing, to to define this this duality. You know, this this uh, you need to feel the pain, you need to feel sadness, but you need to feel at the same time the the connection with with uh, with life, that it's in death. Uh, so what happens here, for example, is that. Now we are walking up, and we are going to be a little bit tired. So in the middle of this, this path, we will see now two small houses. And these small houses are like the, the space in before the thing. It's not the chapel, it's the space before. And it has no religious uh, meaning. It's a space, it's uh, like two houses to sit and to meet people, the families. Uh, so there are some chairs and some. It, sometimes there can be some coffee there. And it's just to be in contact with people, like you, in contact with your uh, family, this cousin that you never meet, but sadly, as it's the funeral of the grandmother, you are there, or someone from your job. Uh, So Asplund is is trying to to create this moment before going to the church, because it's still a religion based structure, the cemetery. But uh, yeah, before going to the ceremony there's a previous one that is the social one and it shows like how advanced the whole thing is advanced and uh, almost invisible because it's about you it's about how do you react how do you feel but how do you, what do you have to feel the the whole place is based on this this um, plenty of invitations to to feel in fact yeah, and at the end of this path, uh, and after these small uh, houses and these small chapels, we see uh, something that could be a clock, right? So, a black clock with uh, golden details, and it's time. It's time just running, but it's difficult to see what time is it now because the whole clock is based on this uh, non temporality. So, it's a uh, it's, uh, I always go to, to Félix González Torres when I'm here because it's the same poetry, it's like this is this clock that it's not stopped but some clocks have been stopped but it's gold on, on metal, it's gold on black so it's extremely basic on its construction but you can see some kind of uh, flames or something that could be like yeah, uh, leaves from a tree, so it's m- minimal but uh, emotional, and this is why this connection, for me at least, with with González Torres, right? This this idea of, of uh, yeah. this need of uh, the symbolic, on an almost international way, this is poetry. And we have two clocks here. So, uh, the first one that we see when we go, and the one that we left after this part of the of the cemetery. We continue, and now we. Walk, we can see this hill. It's a small hill, uh, so we imagine it's green grass, a small hill, and uh, some trees uh, kind of dramatic. A path again, so we are just supposed to walk there. The, the uh, amazing thing about this hill is that again, that it's it's uh, fiction, so it was built to be a hill. It, uh, it was Asplund defining Then it okay we need a hill here. And it's uh, done so you are tired. You walk up and then when you are up there there's nothing to do. It's a small space and you just share a time with some people together. So there are like some stones, they work as benches, you can sit there, you can observe around you. from. This uh, extremely particular point, and now we are just uh, walking on the grass, so we can see some animals, here, so like some insects here, just jumping, and uh, yeah, everything think it's really close to us somehow. We'd say uh, it's 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 not uh, it's not uh, the space. is not imposing some rules to us. It's helping us to to take some decisions, and the decision now is just to go up, and let's see what happens. And what happens is nothing. So it's amazing in terms of of uh, of, uh, of poetry. Like what happens is nothing, really. It's like all this journey, this travel, this to arrive somewhere that it's a it's a non-space. It's something that it's based on, yeah, waiting and waiting. Yeah. So you, mm, yeah, before at the at the subway station, we were commenting this space that it's like. Uh, close the space, inside the space, so now suddenly we find the same construction here, the same idea, we are in the, the chapel of the uh, forest, so here in the middle of the forest there's a door uh, showing us and saying to us that we are going into the forest now. And if uh, we take this, this small tunnel, somehow this door that has a classical construction and the whole forest is uh, different, it's, uh, there's more green on the floor, uh, it seems more natural and at the end there, there's a, uh, almost a hut, there's a, there's a, a golden angel uh, hanging there, uh, almost flying but uh, it, uh, we know that it's a chapel and we can see some pillars but uh, the whole building uh, is bringing us to the to the to the this forest, yes, to this to this hut in the forest, this cabin, that this place that it's there somewhere uh, in the countryside. And it's a really small chapel, and inside it's just this circle, this is a space for twenty people maximum, mm. and you are really really close close to the to the corpse, to the body, to the dead presence. But then when you are out. Uh, there's also this uh, game with light. And uh, after leaving this small space, and you can see the sound, for example, it's how how everything changes. And being inside means that, uh, yes, it feels different. So Westbloom is, is playing really, really well with the scenography, with movement, with performativity, with uh, um, the tales that are uh, yeah, kind of basic. It's right lines, uh, open, close, uh, silent, uh, sound, everything around these double constructions of, of the wall. And now we are living. Yeah, now we are living. And uh, we are back after the, this, the hill, after uh, this uh, walk through the forest. And suddenly, you know, uh, just uh, quite close to the, this entrance we see a small stone that says uh, "Erik Gunnar Asplund, so the architect, is signing this uh, story, and the sentence that is on, a, on, on his grave says uh, Hans clever," so his uh, work is alive. And his work is alive. It's alive in us, it's alive every time someone just uh, decides to walk here. It's alive when you can feel uh, these constructions that are uh, defining your behavior, your emotions, your way of living. So two spaces, uh, one subway station, one cemetery, To non-times, to moments of uh, transition, uh, loaded both in slightly different ways. And that was it.
0: Speculars. Yul. Cat.